Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. So lots happened over the uh, Christmas break that we we took. Uh, well, not a, not a lot, I guess. There's still a lot of free agents around. But let's start with what I would consider to be a banner, which is the Red Sox turning Chris Sale into Lucas Giolito. I mean, when you can turn a piece of shit into a turd, like, might as well do it. <laughs> I think, but this, surely you're feeling, you must, I'm feeling like Chris Sale is about to have a monster year, just to spite everybody. Yes. Okay. To the Braves. Yeah, but that's sort of what he did with the. That's what he did from going the White Sox to the Red Bingo. Sox. Was it, he had had a checkered, checkered history as a White Sox, including cutting up his jersey. Yep. But like mostly in terms of injuries, is like how much does he play? And then goes to the Red Sox. He has one or two great, great seasons. He looks great. And then I. I mean, like, I if if I was in charge of the Red Sox, I never would have given them that contract. It was the stupidest contract yep. that they possibly could have given out. And then, um, then he's been hurt the entire time. So, I mean, I'm glad that we're going to turn. Uh, Lucas Giolito doesn't have the injury concerns. I don't think. It, it, if I just pass it back through my brain, I haven't looked at the numbers. Yeah. But he's just not as good. <laughs> but I also I think that I have been a Lucas Giolito hater consistently i i i also agree with you i would say appropriately maybe we have to reevaluate that at some point we'll see what the numbers say at some point maybe soon even today we could do that during the main segment yeah, all right yeah, let's, yeah. let's keep let's yeah. keep an eye on that let's buzz through some other stuff here um yamamoto sweepstakes won by the dodgers what is going on here <laughs> i don't like that i uh, I, I didn't like it when the yankees were doing yeah. this i sure as heck don't like it when the dodgers yeah. are doing that yeah, uh, it's but then three that I'm actually happier to talk about. Um, <laughs> I mean, for a while I was really worried that we we're going to be scraping the barrel talking about Mitch Garver to the Mariners, even though Mitch Garver has been an important part of several fantasy teams for me. Yeah, yeah, no, you love him. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon back to the Pirates. That's just feel good story, you know. And then sure. little surprise here, Frankie Montas to the Reds. Is that interesting? No, <laughs> but. I, I, I'm i definitely falling into the sucker camp on Frankie Montas where it's like something exciting could be there, right? He didn't, sure. he didn't pitch all of last year. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. There's an opportunity. But, I I mean, there are some guys that are flyers like that all, all the time who is like, ah, am I going to take that? I'm probably not going to be on the Frankie Montas. Train. Good. Well, I'd be surprised if he does. If he's like a, I don't know, somewhere between – Pitcher 15 and pitcher 35, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, that's great, though. That's a great outcome for Frankie Montas. Yeah, but I know. But we do that. We do this all the time, and we look at pitcher like 20, and it's like, oh, this guy was a piece of crap. Yeah, but Frankie Montas was <laughs> off was off the bottom of the of the charts last year. Remember, in a 10-team... Yeah, but because hurt, it, and he did steroids. It's, it's very different than... Then a guy who had a terrible season, Lucas Giolito, in a, in a ten team, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a ten team. You want to do it head to head? Who do you want? Mon- oh, Montas, Montas or easily Giolito? Montas there. Okay, I'll take Giolito. I already have taken that's, Giolito. That's a good one. I would say, uh, 
I would, I mean, head to head, four categories. Head to head, four categories. Yeah, I would say that I I agree with you. Pitcher twenty is not exciting, but it is the third pitcher on your team. Yeah, I like know. it's a guy you have to. It's a guy you have to start. So Montas is going to be a have to start, and he's going to be a guy that people are going to invest in during the draft this year. It's just going to happen. Yeah, well, if he plays, he's going to be drafted. If if it, it's looking like he's going to actually play, I think that he's going to be drafted. Why would why would he not play after getting signed? You mean injuries, re-injury? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think that I think that some of the steroid guys end up having more injury bad luck. <laughs> well, let's fill let's fill the void of um of fun fantasy stuff by talking about the ramp up to the MLB season, which now that the new year has come is surprisingly close. Uh, it's very close. Yeah. So got the TGFBI invite. Did you sign up? I. Uh, I guess while you're talking, I would do that. <clears throat> okay, we discussed pitching rankings a few shows ago, and we, we didn't love the order in a list that I that I put up for you. It was kind of okay at the beginning, just as a reminder. We you really started to take issue not at the top where I had Garrett Cole, Zach Gallen, Corbin Burns, Zach Wheeler, Spencer Strider. Then things the wheels start to fall off a little bit. Framber Valdez, yeah. Chris Bassett, Luis Castillo, Logan Webb, Sonny Gray, and you started to really ask some questions about what was going on here. And we dug into it a little bit, and we thought that the maybe the essentially the strikeout ranking was too low. We were too soft on on strikeouts, and we needed to to boost those with the recognition that when you're getting a pitcher in fantasy, <laughs> whip is great. But strikeouts are the thing that you're actually picking people for. Yep, absolutely. And so I developed a new, what I'm going to call a secret sauce option in the rankings that's going to let us weight different categories. And I gave you three different lists. This is hard because we basically need to open all of them and look at them. And I'm not immediately telling you what I did here. So the question is that I would like to identify is which one of these feels best to us. <laughs> I, and I, you know, I, I don't actually have a way to, I don't actually have a way to quantify this. So I don't, and is there, I don't think that there is a right answer to be, to be fair. So I think the best we can do is, is sort of vibes unless you have something else to go on. And no, let's do vibes <laughs> for right now. I think that sounds right. Essentially as you flip through these, what you'll see is, not a ton, not a ton of rearrangement, but like just enough. <laughs> uh, I'm not super worried because we've got Garrett Cole and now Corbin Burns has leapfrog Zach Gallen in terms of value. Um, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at what I labeled as the the B and C list right now. It has Spencer Strider ahead of Zach Gallen? That maybe also feels right, but I think where we should really look is probably in that the dreaded. 20 to 35 that you were talking about <laughs> in terms of pitchers and just make some just try and figure out how we're feeling in in that range and maybe actually i'll start with um 16 so the second pitcher off the board if you're playing tgfbi yeah okay 15 teams and yes 15 teams in tgfbi so let's take a look at the guy that you're gonna draft second in these and these these lists have, have really started to diverge so now you've got chris bassett in one, Sonny Gray in another, and George Kirby in another at sixteen. Um, I mean, Sonny Gray after last year does feel like the kind of guy that someone's going to get as their second pitcher and then be disappointed about 
by All Star Weekend. <laughs> I think one thing that I like about the the list that has Sunny Gray at number sixteen is that it doesn't um, <laughs> it doesn't have Chris Bassett at number sixteen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very, yes, exactly. So the, there's two lists that have Chris Bassett below sixteen, and then there's the there's the sort of more vanilla list that has Chris Bassett at sixteen. I'm thinking we want the one where Chris Bassett's lower. <laughs> yeah, which that's the one where he where is he B? He's 19. Uh-huh. Okay, so I am looking at C and sort of it's passing some of some muster cuz you got Framber Valdez might conceivably be a little bit higher. George Kirby, George Kirby than Sonny Gray, Pablo Lopez, Aaron Nola, Chris Bassett. <laughs> God, I singa. Wow. Clayton Kershaw, Logan Gilbert, Christian Javier, and then Merrill Kelly, our buddy. Well, let, let me make a quick argument for Senga, which that is... That seems pretty right. I mean, I'll make a quick argument for Senga, which is basically like, we think that his strikeout rate is really high. <laughs> we'll be elite. Yeah, I see that. I see that we think that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, our algorithm and his ERA will be low. That. <laughs> so that's a good combination. His whip will be high. So I I also agree with you that C is looking a little bit more like what I was interested in, I think, which is partly why I yeah. I stopped after I got there. I just I think I think also scrolling up, there's nobody that I would say is crazy in the top ten, <laughs> which is a strong start. Yep. Logan Colburn, Webb is sort of Strider. the first. Logan Webb is sort of the first guy that sneaks in on the value of his ratios. Whoa, 216 innings pitched. That's so. Remember, these are last year's totals on innings pitched. So this isn't this isn't a hypothetical prediction of what he's going to get. This is literally Logan Webb pitched 216 innings in 2023, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. We'll see if he does it again, kind of thing. Um, sorry, I just got a spam call. So that's hilarious. I hear what you were saying. Um, yeah, Logan Webb, Freddy Peralta here. So in the C in the C list, he's 12, right? Yeah, I guess he's 13 and B, and he's 14 in in the vanilla list. So he moved up a little bit in my latest iteration. <laughs> okay, should should I tell you what the? It feels bold, but that feels like it doesn't feel wrong. You know, should I tell you what the algorithmic weightings are now, and then we can go back and look at these again? Yeah, yeah. So so here's what I did. So previously, as a reminder, so the ones that we looked at before that you that you didn't like were were even weight across the board. So innings pitched, strikeouts, ERA, whip, and wins and saves all counted the same for your ranking value. And that effectively had the problem of downweighting categories that we liked. So first thing I did in A is it's innings pitched is normal. I boosted strikeouts, double. I halved the weight of ERA, whip is unchanged, and half the weight of wins. So effectively, I massively boosted strikeouts and, redu and reduced everything else except for whip. In B, I just boosted strikeouts, and I ignored wins. <laughs> okay. So wins no longer means anything. And then in C, I again ignored wins, and I downweighted innings pitched. Oh, okay. So whereas previously, but then, but you still weighted strikeouts is still double the weight of everything else. Okay, same as B. Yeah, that's right. So strikeouts essentially, I doubled. I doubled from the outset, and 
it just made way more sense. <laughs> so I didn't do anything. As soon as I did that, I basically kept strikeouts pinned and tinkered with everything else relative to that. Yeah. I think in general, axing wins was the right call. Seems pretty clear. Yeah, I think we got this. to. Um, <coughs> it's such bullshit. It looks like B and C make way more sense from this, from that perspective, I would say. So A has has some value from wins and i think we naturally gravitated away from that <laughs> immediately in our discussions here uh and then the big change from b versus c is that the innings pitched counts for less so before we would reward guys who had pitched a lot of innings because that i i think in general philosophically that's a good thing to reward in fantasy pitchers <laughs> yes but you can obviously go too far because this is we want this to be predictive and innings pitched from last year is is predictive into the next year but not that far limited yeah, limited yeah, yeah. in its utility so the difference between b and c is just that there's fewer innings pitched now fewer weight less weight on less weight pitched. on innings pitched yeah. Yeah, yeah now we can change any of these to anything that we want it's possible for us to to remake these at any other thing so as i was talking about those weights is there anything that is there anything that seems like we should test it out or see what the effect is of, of things? Did I not test? Far no, I think that's or? right. I think that's right. So we we're only the only factors that we have here in the rankings then are what is being weighted. Okay, so the, there's pre factors on four <laughs> categories for starting pitchers. There's innings pitched is worth has a half pre factor. Strikeouts has a two pre factor. ERA and WHIP both have one prefactors. Okay. So ERA and WHIP have that's, the same weight. The vanilla or that's in the... That's in C. Okay. The vanilla is one across the board. So effectively what we've done against the vanilla is boost strikeouts and reduce innings pitched and eliminate wins. <laughs> How do we downweight guys with more volatility? So I think there you'd have to look at... Well, we, we'd have to do one of two things. You'd either have to... We'd either have to sub to divide... Sub, subdivide subdivide the season which is possible into months into halves or something and look at just just take the lower of the two or something or no no no. i'm thinking i'm thinking actually no we have volatility in here right? oh you want to do the the uncertainties here like the uncertainty band is so if i'm looking at fantasy pros and looking at this fantasy pros has seven experts right now so this is no but in no way what it's going to end up being but I think one of the guys that comes out as being like, I'm done with him, is Max Scherzer. Sure. And if you look at his, it, it's pretty astounding, actually, that it's not higher. But his expected ERA, or whatever, error ERA, however you're calling it. Yeah. 0.65. It's only 0.65. Like, how? I guess that's not enough. But, like, someone who is downweighted, I think, heavily in this list. Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't know how to get to volatility with Max Scherzer had such a good track record. Or am I just be am I being stupid? It's like, no, no, no. Max Scherzer is pitcher number nine. Like, <laughs> don't get into the reverse hype. I think yeah, I mean I I think given what we have although although it's funny because now if you look at the B list, which again which uh values innings pitched, Max Scherzer drops 
right? Because he only pitched 152. Yeah, innings. he drops, but not meaningfully. Well, but he drops, but he's if you look at the vanilla list, he's 18. That's a that's a quite a difference. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, yeah. I I think I guess I would I would definitely be careful with thinking that Max Scherzer is fully washed Done. up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, his track record. So maybe this is the right move. Maybe this is exactly what we do need: is to be like, hey, hey, hey. Don't forget about drag. I mean, <laughs> well, I think one thing that we do need to do. So there, there's two obvious improvements. I completely agree with you that including the volatility would be valuable. Like, it's bold to have Spencer Strider as the number three pitcher on here, right? And our no, it's not. I don't think it is bold. You don't think so? I think a lot of people are going to have Spencer Strider in the top five. But this is not okay. So I guess we have to philosophically decide. Is this your draft list, or is this a bona fide prediction for where we think they're going to end up with the season? Because these stats are where we think they're going to end either, up. With, either way, I don't up. think that they, I don't think it's that bold because he's on a he's on a good team. He yep. strikes out one hundred and thirty percent more guys than the average great guy, and he has the potential to have a very low ERA. So he could be a twenty pitcher. Yep. He could he could. He has is the only guy on this list right now who I think could legitimately get 300 Ks this season. He also, sure. given the team that he's on, has a legitimate chance of getting 20 wins. And then he's the kind of pitcher who has a really good shot because his division sucks <laughs> and then also has the Mets. <laughs> Actually, it doesn't suck right now, but no. whatever. He's in the he's in the NO. So automatically they all suck. <laughs> um he could get under three ERA. I wouldn't be that that surprised. I know that we have him as three two four, but we have an error of one point oh six. So yep. he could do it. This could be Linscombe esque, where it doesn't happen for very long. But I don't mm. think that it's I don't think that it's that bold going out on a limb with him. If he was on the White Sox, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. So like, I guess, so I guess the thing about right. So the reason I brought him up, and I, I don't now that I listen to you, I don't disagree with that, but. The reason that I bring that up is because if we want to weight volatility, someone like Spencer Strider is going to take a hit because his track record is fairly short. So we're less certain about what he's going to do, which isn't to say that other guys don't deserve their volatility tags. I mean, Sonny Gray, who we just talked about, has a massive volatility on his ERA, and that's probably deserved. Oh, yeah. The same thing's true with Framber Valdez. So. Maybe those are guys that we, we don't might. have the volatility on the innings pitch, do we? No, and that's the other. That's the very obvious improvement was that we need to go through and do our exercise of creating innings pitch predictions for these, because some of these are gonna some of these are gonna change. And so one of the mechanisms that we have to say, look, Max Scherzer doesn't belong here, is say, I don't actually believe that Max Scherzer is gonna get 150. What did he get? 152 innings again this year. Do we not think that? Or is this like Texas is going to be perfect for him? I kind of think it's going to be perfect for him. I mean, I we're picking I, I we're mean, picking on Max Scherzer, but I really I would be loath to if he came up as the 12th pitcher on the on board, him? I would be loath to pass him. Yeah. Right, I mean, look look okay, the rest of the list. Are you going to take Peralta? I, okay, you would take Kirby over Scherzer. But are you going to take Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray, Justin Verlander? That's a great comp. Would you take Justin Verlander over Max Scherzer? No, I mean I think Tyler Glass now. No, if <laughs> that's the thing, it's like, or so here's the you want to hear the fantasy pros top ten? Love to. Top, I'll give you the top twelve. Spencer Strider is number one. Garrett Cole is number two. Corbin Burns is number three. Zach Wheeler is number four. Okay. Luis Castillo is number five. That 
gives me a lot to think about. <laughs> Kevin Gosman is number six. Zach Allen is number seven. George Kirby is number eight. Okay. As you said, yes, I think I would take George Kirby over Scherzer as well. I think he's he's yeah. on the up. A lot of really good opportunity there. Pablo Lopez, number nine. <sighs> Ouch. Tyler Glasnow, number 10. Tyreek Skubal, number 11. <sighs> and Aaron Nola, number 12. So, yeah, I think that you're right. I, I'd probably take Scherzer over once you get to, um, yeah, it, it, we're sort of at the right spot. Because Strider, Cole, Burns, Wheeler, Castillo, Gosman, Gallon, and Kirby, I would like over Scherzer. Man, Scoobal is going to shoot up our rankings when we give him, if we give him a real innings pitch prediction. Because last year he only pitched 80 innings. Yeah. So well, it's also Tyler Glass now. If we give him 180 innings, he's gonna he's gonna go up. Not, I don't think he's gonna. Yep. Be top. So these these yeah, things are all. I mean, I guess it's time. Do we think? Do we think we have? I mean, this, partly one thing that I wanted to say, and I think maybe I even put this in the outline. Uh, yep. Okay. Oh, hey, what an idea! <laughs> I did. Um, I mean, the next step is really like, do we think we're far enough along that we can that we can put pitchers in prospective orders? I mean, do we think that do we think sure. oh, we absolutely could? Okay, all right, we absolutely could. The only my one piece of that is I think that we waited until spring training. Yeah. Well, maybe we should do it now, and then we should revisit it after a couple weeks of spring training because there's always someone who gets hurt. Oh yeah, no, I think- within the first couple of weeks of spring training, or there's people. It's clearly a couple of late late moves. Like, is Corbin Burns really going to pitch for the Brewers this year? Man, that's a great question. I, I don't think so. I, I think I think the later it goes, the more likely he is. But also Corbin Burns, who's like gets a Cy Young for the for the Brewers, and then the owners are like, "Yeah, it kind of sucks, actually." <laughs> I know he's. I mean, in the arbitration meeting, basically, basically, there's no way for us for me to get Corbin Burns ranked less than two. <laughs> like you have to like, like he's just. He's just good. <laughs> like it's really hard. I know Corbin Google. Burns and Garrett Cole. It's like, yeah, you're kind of stuck with him being a top five pitcher. Yeah, there's like, I there's no there's no waiting system that I could do that would move them. Uh, so I think we should do that. I mean, we did this last year. We had living documents of pitchers, pitching orders, and pitching rotations, and um, batting lineups. And I think it's time for us to do those. Still, still a fair number of free agents. More than I would like to do this, but we may as well get started and slot people in. Yeah. Um, since I promised we would do this, our predictions for Lucas Giolito, pretty good actually. Um, in the in our <laughs> red the Red Sox uh, Statcast department in our department. in our preferred ranking system, we have him as pitcher number fifty three, which. Well, this seems seems pretty fair. We've got him at he pitched 184 innings last year. First of all, we predict him for 204 strikeouts this year, assuming that innings pitch total holds. 4.5 ERA, which is fair, <laughs> I think. 1.29 WHIP and a handful of wins, which I actually think in this case, 10 wins is probably like as good as we're gonna do. Um, it, his upside is low, I think. Looking at these, <laughs> looking at these uncertainties, yeah. right? I mean. We're saying we're just effectively saying that his best possible ERA is three point seven. <laughs> like that sounds right. Yeah, it does. Uh, his best WHIP is over one, which is also fair. I mean, I think. Well, yeah, I mean that's every pitcher there. No, because some pitcher, some pitcher is gonna do an under one WHIP this year. Oh sure, fine. These things happen. 
I mean, my point is, it's not going to be Lucas Giolito. How about that? But it's not going to be Lucas Giolito. You yep. want to put that in the uh, in the bet box? Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hard prediction: Lucas Giolito under one whip. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, you could say I'll give you one point oh four. No. 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 He's going to be way over that. I think that about brings us to the review session. Carlos Santana. Carlos Santana. You know, smooth. I think is <laughs> his best. Another guy who is has been around for almost as long as our home league. I know. Late seventies. He started really popular. I know. Yeah, really, really. It's still going though. It's still still doing great. Sorta, yeah. Was, does he ever do anything by himself? He tours. I think he's on tour. I know, but does he really like there's always someone with him because he's a guitar. He's not a singer. No, no. Yeah. I mean his albums don't yeah, well, he didn't have to bother with singing. He can bring anyone out. Who cares? Anyway, know, you know who fun. else is on tour? Carlos Santana over the past few seasons. Always free agent. <laughs> Where is he going to go next? It's a great question. I mean, look at this. From 2018, Philadelphia back to Cleveland. Interestingly, Kansas City, Seattle, Pittsburgh, Milwaukee, which is where he wrapped this past season. Um, boy. Okay, let's look at his whole season numbers here. From this past year, he managed to put together 146 games, which for a guy who's played 14 seasons and is not like a peak athlete <laughs> pretty good no 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 yeah, um yeah. 619 plate appearances that's actually something you like to see how about this 78 runs 23 home runs 86 rbis six stolen bases good job carlos santana and a 240 average more or less in line with his career numbers little reduction in power yeah little reduction in power yeah um wow 86 I kept on looking up, and it was like, Carlos Santana is the best available option right now at yeah. first. And, or it, as a hitting option. Man, I don't want to have Carlos Santana on my team, and then boom, he'd be there. <laughs> but Carlos Santana is a guy that you, I think is a guy that, if you believe our project, projections, is the type of guy that you have to draft. Because he's consistent, and he's not, he's not exciting. And the problem is, at this point in the draft, usually we're antsy and we're looking for somebody exciting. And then you pick somebody absolutely crazy and completely strike out. <laughs> yeah, I know. You, here's Yeah, the options around him are going to be... The guys we've reviewed recently. <laughs> yeah, the guys that we've reviewed recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be high upside guys or high upside or very low downside. And he's a yeah. very low downside guy. Like... Unless we don't, if he's a free agent come draft, he, what are you going to do with that? He's there's no reason for him to be a free agent. I mean, he's not he's not a massive injury risk. He's like it's it's true that he's played fewer games these past two seasons than the other ones, but I mean, he actually plays. He's actually consistent. The NL going to have a DH, so he's gonna so he can get out there. No, wherever um, he goes, he's going to be on essentially a daily basis i mean i i guess it's i guess the only thing stopping him from going to somewhere like oakland is that he probably costs too much <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean this but is, he goes to shitty teams these are perfectly like, ownable these are very Kansas ownable City, numbers. pittsburgh yeah it's true milwaukee these are very ownable numbers i know i know and i want him to be on a team that doesn't suck <laughs> um what if he goes back to the what if he goes back to the brewers they don't have a good offense. Is he part of the problem? Yes. Okay. 
So yeah, he, he needs to be. If he's the number four pick, what is what was he in in um, you Milwaukee? Are, you're gonna love this. He's batting three. Third. He's the problem. <laughs> uh, no, I, I no, I would prefer to have. I would prefer him batting number five. We're we're in this. I keep on saying this about some of these guys, but it's like, yeah, I'd rather him being number five on a good team than being number three on a terrible team. What is who's he? Hitting? William Contreras, yeah, Christian Yelich sometimes, yeah, ahead of him. But I mean, in Pittsburgh, it wasn't really better, right? It was he was batting fourth. No. He was batting fourth. He had McCutcheon, Brian Reynolds, and typically Connor Joe or Jack Sawinski ahead of him. I mean, yeah. So, what team would you want him to be on? This is a, always a fun game for free agents. Um, I mean, I want him to be a piece in like New York. Yeah. New York Yankees for the Yankees. I mean, he would be a fun piece for the Red Sox. A team, a te- I mean, a team, a team of established veterans would be a great landing spot for Carlos Santana. Played at first. Oh, he's still playing at first. Yeah. yeah. No, he 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 actually plays. We are actually legitimately reviewing a first baseman right now. I know. It is an idea. <laughs> yeah, I I I definitely went to New York or um, Boston as well. I he, mean, I think he wouldn't be that bad on your team either. You know, in a way, that team is more interesting with him being the fifth best hitter. I agree with that, but Rocco I think he's fall in love with him. I think he's more likely to wind up somewhere like Angels. I know. I, I mean, don't. Can't you see him on an Angels, Angels team? I mean, he could go to the White Sox. I mean, there there are yeah. teams that there are teams that have enough money to pay him. What if he wound up in Baltimore? That'd be kind of fun. They they have a log jam at first base, but yeah, it wouldn't. He wouldn't end up there. I'm I'm actually really nervous about the Angels right now. I just I, that's it's very funny. You said New York Yankees. That was the first team that I thought that would be great. Maybe he can. Um, why am I blanking on the name of their first baseman? Assuage some of the first base problem that they have there. But that's going to turn about Rizzo. Turn it, Rizzo, Rizzo, yeah. right? That's going to quickly turn into a logjam as well with two very old guys <laughs> who are probably. Always healthy and injured at the same time. Yeah, but the funny part is that we, how many how many weeks ago did we review Rizzo? <laughs> I I know. Well, you could get the same production from Carlos Santana. Exactly. Though. He so Santana is going to end up on our TGFBI teams. Is I think what I'm hearing. I don't think I don't think that's bad from TGFBI. Like if you slot yeah. if you slotted Carlos Santana in, you had him to be your corner infielder. He's not your first baseman, but you got him super late as your corner infielder. That's that's value. Rather him than Jose Miranda. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. I'm gonna say that what what would you do? What would you do for over unders if I said if I set the line at seventy for both wins and uh, for wins for RBIs and runs? What? How about one forty for both of them? One forty for both. Yeah. Total. But he got over one hundred sixty exactly. this year. I'm giving you a big back off here. You want me to take the over? I want you to take whatever you want. Oof. I think 140 is a fair line considering that we don't know where he's going to land. <laughs> I'll take the over on that. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know what? Last year, it was a lot of I gave you a line and you you picked. So maybe yeah. this year, we got to switch those roles. I think so. I think so. Sometimes, I mean, but you're, the problem is, is that your line setting is great. <laughs> your line setting usually gets pretty close to the number. There are some times that you set a line, and I'm like, oh, well, 140, I'll take the over, clearly. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Who are we doing next week? Luke Voigt. Another interesting 
person. Time for the housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is, worst luck to you, buddy. Worst luck to you, too.